You're listening to One Bright Star's Life After Loss, a podcast that's focused on the lifelong journey of life after loss, with your hosts, Erica Fisher and Alicia Moore. One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Burkholz and Associates. And now, One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Hello, and welcome to One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. I'm Erica Fisher, Executive Director with One Bright Star. And Alicia Moore, President of One Bright Star. And today we have Pastor Jolene Gallatin with us. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for being here again. Yes, great to be with you again. So last time we were talking about grief and the the journey, the walkthrough. And this time I kind of want to talk about the different stages of grief, the different emotions that go with grief. Mm -hmm. So I have learned about different stages of grief. And I think for a while, there was this thought that you move through one stage at a time. And once you get through it, you know, you you go back, going on. But I like a different image of grief more as seasonal. And especially in the Midwest, I think we can understand the different seasons. And they they come up, and each season is a little bit different, depending upon the weather and where we're at in life. But with those seasons, I think it helps us understand things may come up again. And I know in my experience, my mom had died by suicide when I was 14. And fast forward, uh, I... Grew up, got married, began serving a congregation, had kids. But then when I was becoming the age that my mom was when she died, I was just paralyzed with fear and became really, really angry, like almost ragey. And I just didn't know what to do with it. And I was so grateful that somebody else noticed this and said, the anger is not the final stop. There's more behind it. Use the energy of the anger to push through and keep working on that. And it took months, almost a full year to just continue Mm -hmm. to process and, but not be afraid of the anger and have ways that I could deal with that. At that time, I ran, and there were some hills. (laughs) And I remember running up and down those hills till I was exhausted. And I'm sweating and crying and snot and just gross. And I just kept going up and down, up and down, because I thought, I believe that there is more behind this, Mm -hmm. and that this anger is not the end. And I want people to not be afraid of me right because I'm I'm I feel scary okay so I I have not been this angry so I think the biggest thing that you can do is be with people as we've talked about on their journey and name that as a possibility for them to consider people have to come to terms with their feelings but we can invite them to consider as we've talked about you it's not helpful necessarily to say, I know how you feel. Right. right. But to offer that as an invitation of say, you know, what could this be? You know, could it be grief? Could it? Okay. And are there ways that you've processed some of these other big emotions? What was it like when you maybe felt 
fear, acceptance, I- I- any of the things. And just encourage that conversation. Okay. And then I think one of the biggest things that we can do as community is know who are people who have these resources. Right. You right. know, it was very much a gift, just coincidence, to cross paths with somebody who was able to be with me in that time to say, mm-hmm. I believe this is anger. Right. Let's move through it together. Yes. And so since then, I have tried to hear people's story, affirm their naming of where they're at, and accompany them if I can, but also partner them with other people. So, That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Jillian, how do you handle people who are really angry with God? Oh, do you make them run with you? <laughs> no, because then they'd be angry at me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because I don't think I'd run with you, friend. I, I like you a lot, but we're pushing it there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I invite them to try and name that and process right. them and say, what is God like to you? What What is that about? Are there any images that you can think of where other people have been mad at God? And is that okay? I remember... Um, when I, soon after mom had died, I was with my pastor and, oh gosh, I haven't thought of this for a while. And he, he asked me how I was feeling. And at that time I had some anger, not Mm -hmm. anything compared to what it was later. Yes. But he, he asked me, so where is God? And at that time, 35 years ago, I said, well, God is in the altar. That, that was my understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Pastor Blair Lundborg said, then go talk to God. And I said, I can't talk to God. You know, God is good. And, and he said, well, if you're mad at God, what, if, what would it be like if you went and told God you were mad at him? And he said, I, I think God could maybe handle it. Mm-hmm. And I remember going in and... Um, crying and I did scream at that mm-hmm. time but I was encouraged to see God as real yeah. and mm-hmm. having somebody encourage me to see God is big enough for this and so that's why I asked people where would they start from okay because pastor Blair didn't say you shouldn't feel that way and pastor right. Blair certainly didn't say do you know Job in the Bible later when when he, mm-hmm. Pastor Blair asked, "Who do you know? What what are these stories? Where where could you find them?" Right. But for me, I know that I'm very kinesthetic. I am a mover. I'm a feeler. I'm a processor. So talking to God in that altar, yes, was spot on. And I think that allowed me years later, when somebody said, "I think this is anger," move through it. I was like, "I've done this work right. before." Wow. Yes. So, okay. Okay. With somebody to hold space for those big questions right. and not have answers and certainly not giving me the answers. Because I, we don't always have to we have We don't answers. have to have right. no. And that's sometimes I feel like that. I wish I could do more. I wished we had the answers, but yet we, da- we don't, mm-hmm. we won't, Mm-mm. but to be there with them and to hold space and then just to encourage them to move through it mm-hmm. and to keep working through those emotions. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I do like that, how you talk about a community. We need to know what our resources are mm-hmm. and then to be able to get them connected to those resources too. Mm-hmm. And to stay so, with them. 
until okay. they get those resources. Like, okay. for example, rather than just say, I know somebody who you could maybe talk to. Here's her phone number. But to say, right, let's, yes. we'll say, I, I'm going to send a group email or we're going to do a three-way call or I'm going to call you tomorrow to see if you've had a chance to connect. Okay, sure. That's, that's important. Oh, yes. huge, mm-hmm. that follow-through. Because okay. I think that, that otherwise, without that follow-through, without that mm-hmm. connection, that can kind of perpetuate feelings of isolation. Yes. Okay. Or that that person or their story doesn't matter. By following up, you're saying you matter, your story matters. Right. Yes. And we know that when we've been tired or afraid or anything, to try and connect with somebody new might be really, really hard. But if scary, yes. Yeah. We, yes but mm-hmm. if we follow through to say, that's okay that you didn't call today. Let me make a connection or let me do the conference call yeah. or something like or that. Or can okay. I give this person your phone number there and can go. they mm-hmm. call you? Yes. So that partnership, that accompaniment. I like that. Yeah. Partnership. Huge partnership. Mm -hmm. It fosters that community. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we, I've found just with my role in One Bright Star, how important the community is Mm -hmm. through all of this. And Mm -hmm. because I, I reach out to so many different nonprofits for resources, to different pastors, to different friends in the community who just have something to help somebody, somebody else yes. in some different aspect, in some manner. It, it's amazing how we can all come together and mm-hmm. really... And our community does do that. Yeah. We have a lot of support. We've been fortunate with One Bright Star. We're able to get our name out there. Erica has done a great job with that. And our board um, has been able to assist with that as well. And now people are knowing that that we are out there to help people. They make uh, referrals or they get them in contact with Erica, with um, families. But then when we need something, we can reach out and the community is very supportive. Mm-hmm. They, And that's wonderful. I mean, we wouldn't like to think we wouldn't expect anything different, but when we ask, people do step up mm-hmm. and they do, they do show up and maybe they're not holding space like Erica is with the family, but when they provide other resources that we can then pass on to the families. It's it's just, it's a wonderful community that we live in and we are thankful as... So thankful, yes. Mm-hmm. As some people have said, it's a, it's a group that you never want to belong to. Right. But knowing that it's there and then being able to let people know, you know, reach out. There, there are other people. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. And we will remember and say their name and talk about them. Mm-hmm. So... Their, their loved ones and ask questions and ask them to share their story or give them that opportunity to share their story. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is really important. So this might be a little odd, but it no. struck me so just spot on. Did any of you see the Barbie movie? <laughs> I, I did oh, see the Barbie movie. Not. Yes. And it's okay that you didn't, but there I'm, what just struck me is I think quite a few people have seen that movie. Yes. But I want to know how many people caught what I did. In the beginning of the movie, Barbie's connecting with all of her friends, and kind of n- near the beginning, there's this big dance and mm-hmm. singing montage, and everybody's happy. And Barbie looks over at her friend and asks, Do you ever think about death? 
and yeah. everybody stops. It's like, yes, really? the music okay. stops, the singing stops, the dancing stops. Everybody's face becomes very like, oh, <gasps> she said a bad word. Yes. yes. Yeah. And for a moment, Barbie's kind of collecting her thoughts and then she realizes, Oops. yes. We can't okay. talk about this. Mm-hmm. And so then she very quickly says, oh, yeah, no, me either. And there's just this relief. Oh. Well, my husband and I saw that, and he looked over at me, and he's like, hey, Barbie. You yeah. know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm always talking about grief and so loss funny. and death. Yes. We should make a, a pastor <laughs> joke we go. Barbie. <laughs> and as I've talked with my own family to say, I'm kind of, putting myself out there because I, we have experienced loss and people don't always know who to talk to. And I was talking with my niece and I said, yeah, I'm kind of working on my introduction. Hi, I'm Jolene. Let's talk about death. Death. And she laughed and she said, you maybe want to work on your opening. But she said, it's true that we need to know who we can go to to ask the questions, Mm -hmm. not to give us the answers. Yes, but we don't yes. always need a quick fix or anything like that. Yes. It doesn't yeah. need to be, we don't have to have a solution. No. But we need to know mm-hmm. who we can ask mm-hmm. the questions to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Erica is involved with um, compassionate communities. communities. Nick Cares, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we've interviewed um, death doulas, and I went to some short, short little segment that I don't know if it was through Mayo Clinic five or six years ago, and they offered it. I find that very interesting. And I will have some people because I talk about my funeral and, you know, my husband and I've talked about certain things and I will ask people or I will say something and people are just like, I mean, we talk about it. Death is, it's still taboo for a lot of people. It's getting a little better, but even people don't talk about it unless they absolutely have to. And it's like, I remember hearing a pastor going to a funeral. Um, It was of a teenager, my son's um, classmate when she died in a car accident. And the pastor said, everyone is living to die. Mm. We are all going to die. Why are we so scared to talk about it? Yes, yes. And, um, why? and it's like every single not not all of us are going to get cancer. Not all of us are going to be parents. Not all of us. There's so many different things, but every one of us is going to die. Right. But yet we are also afraid. And mm-hmm. so I just I find it interesting. But unfortunately, we're talking about these out of order deaths. Yeah, and out of that's order. That's what are, makes yes. it mm-hmm. so tragic and so difficult, and so it's so hard to talk about. But yet we want, you know, it's okay, you know, death is there, but it's when real. it's out of order, it's, it's very yeah. real and raw. But to be able to um, help people that are going through it, especially the out of order deaths. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yes. Because you don't really have a, you don't plan for your child to no. die. No. You don't plan to bury your child. No. I mean, the plan is always for the parents to go first. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's supposed to, right. supposed mm-hmm. to happen. I quote unquote that. Right. Yes. It doesn't work that way. And so when it doesn't, we have, we have to have resources to get us through those. Right. And different, you know, kinds of resources. It's yes. not just dealing with. And not to, you know, like you said in the beginning, deal through these stages, of the five stages, mm-hmm. you know, because there is no such thing. Right. Seasons. Mm-hmm. Right. I like yeah. the seasons. Yeah. Yes. You might. You'll and that go they will come. Seasons. Yeah. Yes. They will come mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And, and some um, winters might be worse. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think for each of us to be able to recognize it's hard for us to hear people's stories. We can't imagine what it's like 
to lose a child. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if we can not avoid them, because that, I wonder if it even compounds it. You know, we talk about our yes. children, we talk about our life. They want to talk yeah. about their yes. children, their life I agree. too. And be okay with the discomfort that right. they're feeling and that you're feeling. Right. Yeah. You've had cold, clammy hands before. Your heart has raced right. before. You've had sweaty armpits. Yes. Just do it do again it, right. for this person right. because Absolutely. it is their child. Mm-hmm. They want to hear their child's name. Yes. They want to, even though Jacob isn't with us, when I see my friend Robin, I like to ask her, you know, how old would Jacob be now? Or Jacob yes. would be so proud of mm-hmm. his nephews. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she says that they want to hear their name. Yeah. And yeah. yes. That was one of the hardest things is when people stop saying my mom's name. Yes. My mom's name is Mina Jean. And okay. she was and continues to be an amazing woman. Yes. I still feel her and I still Wonderful. giggle uh, yes. at funny things that I remember that she did. And when our family can talk about her, it is a gift. Yes. A little MJ. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That is great. Yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. is great. All right. Great. Well, I think this is I'm I I feel I feel really good about where I am with this and where one bright star is with grief because I think we are doing what we need to do and we're saying their names. Mm-hmm. We're we're remembering and we are here to hold your hand mm-hmm. through the seasons. Yeah. Yes. So Thank you, Jillian, and thank you, Alicia. This was awesome, and I'll definitely call you again to get you back on here. (laughs) Thank you. My honor to be with you. Thank Thank you. you so much. Until next time, friends. Thanks for listening to One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Life After Loss is a copyrighted production of One Bright Star. One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Bertholtz & Associates. For more information on the lifelong journey after losing a loved one, please visit our website at onebrightstar.org.